what is up guys and welcome to the meeple minded podcast the podcast where we talk all things tabletop gaming my name is jason and i'm james i'm a bit croaky james. you are a bit croaky <laughs> we're, we're both feeling a little under the weather today <laughs> that was the hardest it's ever been for me to do that intro i'm not gonna lie trying not to laugh at my own croaky voice but yes i am uh, i don't have a cold just for the record i don't have a cold but this is the start this is the this is the warm-up this is the warning. It's, it's the warning. Yeah, it's the, you're about to get a cold, mate. Yeah, which is quite handy, really, because it's coming up to my weekend off. Mm. You know, not the weekend where I have my son. No, 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 no. That was last weekend. Yes. No, it's this weekend that I'm planning on actually just relaxing and doing a few things about the house and... Oh, yeah, you need a cold for that. It, yeah, isn't definitely. it funny how life does that? Say, oh, you were <laughs> planning on relaxing. Have a cold. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, if only I had a, a built-in like steam room or sauna or something in my house to, to yep. sweat this horribleness out. But no, I don't have that. What I have, James, is old man cup of soup again. We're back on the chicken cup of soup. Yeah, you're getting a cold, mate. <laughs> yeah, definitely getting a cold. So, yes, uh, apologies for my croaky voice. I know Paul's had a, a cold for the past couple of weeks as well, so I'm going to blame Paul. He's not here to defend himself. It's your fault, Paul. Exactly, yeah. We haven't actually seen him, so there's no physical way he could have given us the cold, but I'm still blaming Paul. Yep. So, thanks very much, Paul. Anyway, James, yes. we've got a game highlight episode today. We have got a game highlight episode. Do you know what game we're talking about? I do know what game you we're talking do. about. You do, yes, because you're the one that actually wanted to do it, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. But before we get to that, I'm going to hold you off on that a little bit, because this time last year, James, we played Bristol... 1350. Now, I don't remember the ratings that we gave it. I, re- I remember us talking about the game very favourably. Yeah, I think we rated it fairly high. It's fairly safe to say it's still in my collection. Um, I've actually increased the collection of games from that particular uh, series, I think is what they, they do. So, yeah, the ones that come in the books. Yeah. I've now got more of them. So, it can't be all bad. Have we played it since? I'm pretty sure we've played it a fair few times, I actually. think we've played it a couple of times. Especially those times where we've had a decent amount of people and it's been like, well, there's eight of us. We've been playing two four-player games all evening. How about, boom. Yep. There we go. Do you still like the game? Oh, I love the game. Yeah? I love the game. The game plays to to me. It's like... <laughs> The problem I have with this game is... You always get pushed out of the cart. Everyone pushes me out of the cart. It doesn't matter what I do. So it's just kind of one of them things now. It's a game-breaking thing, really, because we don't die of shame when we push you out of the cart. No. (laughs) We just like... (laughs) Someone's got the plague. Jason! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, obviously. You actually have the plague. Yeah, I do now. (laughs) And yet, I'm here. I've not been pushed out the cart yet, James. Yet. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let me just cough over the table there <laughs> but yes uh bristol 1350s it still got the the thumbs up from you or is it switched to a no, medium no, definitely still the thumbs up i love that game yeah, that's cool me too still a thumbs up from me i'm actually quite looking forward to playing that again i might i yeah. might stick that back in the bag for possibly tomorrow night's gaming we'll, we'll, in, we'll see indeed but what we will also see james is whether the game we're going to be talking about right now is going to be in the game bag tomorrow night because we're about to talk about Acropolis. Are you looking forward to this discussion, I am looking James? forward to this discussion. Excellent. Me too. Shall we jump straight into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank God for that effect, James. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually able to pause it just for a second there to have a big swig of the old hot drink and have a bit of a coughing fit. Yep. So, yes. Anyway, let's talk about it. Acropolis. 
is an open drafting tile placement and pattern building game released by apologies in advance because i'm gonna butcher this because it is a, a french name i believe it's pronounced gigamic or gigamic games but it's distributed in the uk by uh Hache, i think is how they pronounce it there Hache, uh, which is based in london it was released in 2022 the game is for two to four players aged eight and up with an estimated playtime of 30 minutes and at the time of recording james this game can be purchased from stores for as little as 20 pounds in acropolis players are charged with building a stunning ancient greek city by claiming tiles from the construction site and placing them in the ideal locations within their growing city points will be awarded to those architects who strive to give the various district types exactly what they desire that's a very quick rundown of the overall plan of acropolis james but what comes in the box when you buy acropolis okay contained in the box jason are four starting tiles 61 city tiles 40 stone cubes four player aids a score pad and a chief architect marker very 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 nice so let's talk about the components james because while there's not a stupid amount of components here i mean the tiles there's lots of them but i let let's start with the tiles yeah are these or are these not the thickest tiles or punch board tokens whatever you want to call them that you've ever seen yeah they're they're dual layer effectively aren't they i mean basically yeah i mean maybe Maybe not the full thickness of a dual layer, but, you know... Pretty I, close. When I think about it, I, I sort of think tokens... Normal punch board, you're looking at about 3 mil. These have got to be at least 4, 4.5. You know, because when I think of, like, the foam core that I use... Yeah. ...for building materials and scenery, that's 5 mil thick. This isn't far off that. So these are thick tiles. Yeah. But it, well, like literally just looking at one side on, it literally looks like they've got two normal punch boards and stuck them and together. Stuck them together. Yeah. yeah, so, so a few, yeah, a few they extra are layers. They are thick, but that means that they are incredibly durable. Yeah, um, really nice and odd shape, which plays really nicely to how this game plays as well. Visually, I mean, the colours in this game are, are very nice and vibrant. I will say that. Yeah. Colours are very, very good. Box art as well is pretty good. I guess one thing I would want to bring up about the game is is the theme. When playing the game, especially, I don't get that whole Greek vibe. I don't know if that's just me, but I don't feel the theme coming from the game. What about you? It screams ancient city. I wouldn't necessarily say it screams ancient greek city i wouldn't say there's anything that sort of stand out makes it greek i mean this could easily be i mean i suppose they're fairly similar but it could be roman it could be any number of ancient civilizations Mm. but yeah i wouldn't say there's anything that immediately screams specifically ancient greek city no so i mean theme is a is a bit meh in my my opinion on this but it's a city builder yeah that's what it does feel like it feels like a city builder which is what the game is yeah so you know theme not too bad another visual thing for me is that i really like these uh the player aid cards here yeah uh they are pretty good again very very clear and easy to understand on one side you've got what all the different districts are within the game and something i really really like here james is it gives you a breakdown of how many of each of these things you will see within the different player levels within the game so you 
as you're playing the game, you can keep track of what has and hasn't already come out. Yep. That's good. I like it. That is. And I like the fact that they're double-sided with variants on the back. Indeed. There is a variant plate on the back of them as well, which I will say at this point, we haven't tried the variant plate. No. Um, but from what I can see from the variant plate, it's just a way of scoring mega points yep. within the game. So that's that's good. Uh, nice thickness. Pretty standard card stock on that one. Um, so yeah, visually, really, really good. Yep. I think one more thing I want to bring up about the components before I hand over to you, James, is box insert. Oh, yes. There's a box insert in this. Is it a stupidly complex box insert, James? No. Is it a plain, simple cardboard box insert, James? Yes. Does it do what it's meant to do, James? Yes. <laughs> yes, it does, indeed. It's a really simple box insert that basically divides the box into nine sections to store those tiles in. And it it has a handy cutout for the cards and the score pad. Exactly. It is design perfection for this game. Absolutely spot on. And uh, I'm just going to say it again, £20. Yep. £20 for this game, James. Quality, design, so far, I've got top marks for this. Yep. What about you? What's the standout features in this for you? The the box insert definitely screams because, again, it's quite rare to find a standard box insert that's come from a company that actually works, that you don't immediately look at and go, I need to upgrade that. Yep. Yep. It's like, no, this, this is perfect. Yeah. There's no wasted space in there either, is there? Yep. Which, which is good. Um, and plus, the way it's designed, it actually makes the box rigid does indeed yes i mean the cubes we'll talk about the cubes you know it, it lists them as stone cubes they're not stone obviously yeah. they are wooden they're meant to represent uh, stone. but they, they represent stone they are cubes yep there's nothing special they are great they, are they great. represent stone yeah. they do they do their job everything else in the game is punch board and yeah awesome the um score pad again it's score pad paper but i will talk about that a little bit more later so i actually have a question for you when you unbox this did you have to punch these or did they come pre-punched? They came pre-punched already in the, as you see it in, in the, the insert. insert. I like that. Yeah. I guess this is my section, James. We're going to talk about the rule book. Indeed. Now, this game is a simple game. So again, we're, we're talking about a game that doesn't need to be super complex. Yes, it's a rule book. However, I'm sure James has probably noticed by the fact that I'm sitting over the other side of the table to him, yet I'm pretty sure you can read everything that is written in that text box. I can read everything that is in that text box. Yes. So we're talking two and a half, three foot away. Yep. And James can read it. What I'm saying is the text in this box is substantial in size. It is easy to read, very legible. That's a really good sign. Everything has accompanying illustrations within within the book everything is clarified very very simply how to play the game is actually done over three paragraphs and then everything else is just a handy dandy quick reference for for the game itself basically i have this open on the table on the district section so that everyone can clearly see what the different districts do but yeah i have literally nothing to complain about with this rule book which is nice very very good Anything more you want to bring up about the quality before we go into the game? No, let's go into gameplay. Excellent stuff. How did you find the teacher this game, James? Was it easy to learn and was it easy for you to pick up and then just go and play? Yes, simple. Uh, would you say gateway level or would you go a bit higher? No, I would actually say gateway level. That's the first pro I'm going to go into here is this game is a new game being added to my introduction slash gateway game pile. It is fun. It's different. There is very, very little rules 
to really understand. The main thing you have to understand in this game is how the scoring works. Yep. And I think once you've got that, you're off to the races. It's very, very rare, James, that we will play a game and then you immediately afterwards, I want to play that again. Yep. In fact, I don't even think we got to the end of the first game. I think you requested a second game. A round two. Yep. At round two or three or whatever it was within yep. the game. It's one of those things where it's like a couple of rounds in, everything starts to, you know, you you, you start off as a first play. It's like you've had, had the rules explained to you and you start placing tiles. And it very quickly go, ah, everything's just clicked. Jason, can we play a second round now that I actually fully understand how this works? Yeah. That to <laughs> me is an immediate sign that I like this game. Yeah, I mean, I thought you'd like this game, but that that was shocking to even me to have you react that yeah. way so and quickly. I, I will agree with the playtime because it's like if it's not if it's a long game, it'll be can we play this next week? It's yeah. like this was can we have a round two? It yeah. is that quick. Yeah, I mean, we could have easily got three, four games of this in one night. Oh yeah, you know, on on the first night that I taught you this, and that wasn't just the two of us either. That was in three player game. Yep. You know, this this runs just as quickly in a four player game, and you know, even quicker, I guess, in a, in a two player game because the game scales really, really well between them. But I did also notice, and I quite like this, that it does scale with the amount of tiles you're putting out but it does also say in the rule book this is a suggested way of doing it but if you want to play with the full set of tiles go for it from what i can uh, gather from it when you play as a four player game you're using all the tiles regardless yeah however in a two and three player game you're taking tiles out obviously in a two player game you're taking the three and four player out and they are marked <laughs> which is handy yeah on the back very clearly marked uh, yep. that as well for it to say in the rule book, it's like, if you want to do it, you know, go do for it. it. it but won't... don't make the piles that much bigger. You just have more piles yeah. of, of tiles. So let's talk about how that game plays so that we're, people have a rough idea of what we're talking about when we're talking about piles and the construction site. So in front of you, you'll have your starting tile. And then in the center of the table, you will have uh, an open drafting area, which will always have, I believe it's two, two tiles more than the player count, if memory serves correctly. And then to the side of that, you will have 11 equal size piles. The idea being the first player gets to take a tile from the center. If it's the closest one to the piles, it's totally free. And anyone that's past that costs you one stone per tile that you, you go past. So if I want the one after the free one, cost me one stone. If I want the one that's in position four, it's going to cost me three stone because I've jumped over the free one because it's free and I've then paid the additional yeah, to, so to take that If they're in a line, it's free, one, two, three, four. Yeah, exactly. Very, very Cost simple and easy to understand. Yeah. As soon as player one picks a tile, they all slide down. Yep. So they become progressively cheaper as you go around the players. Exactly. Yeah. Basically, goes around the table, player one does it, player two does it, player three does it, player four does it, etc., etc. Until there is one tile left, at which point, that tile slides all the way down to the free position. You pick another pile out of the 11 that have been sat there and you refill the line. Happens again. Play, no. First player rotates. First player rotates and so on and so forth. Goes like that until there is one tile left with no stack to refill the, the construction site and that triggers the end of the game. So in other words, there's 11 rounds. Yes. Because well, I suppose it's 12 because you've got the, the starting round and then the eleven. Yeah. Thing. So 12 rounds is what you're talking about in this game. And they are very quick rounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, one thing that we, we should probably say here is they are very, very quick rounds. However, however, James. Yes. This game could, I wouldn't say it's happened as of yet, but it could be a breeding ground for analysis paralysis. Oh, yes. It is 
surprisingly thinky. This yes. game. It's another one of them games, isn't it? Like, yeah. So all the districts are, as I sort of alluded to in the uh, in the initial spiel, if you like, they have their own demands in order to be scored at the end of the game. For example, the housing areas, which are the blue ones, they prefer to be in big clusters. So at the end of the game, you will count up all your blues and all the, and the largest, I guess, colony. Yes. of blue houses will be the one that you score and it is scored by multiplying the amount of houses you've got by the amount of blue plazas that you have now they can vary by a times one modifier or a times two i think there's even some in the game games at a times three if i remember correctly from playing this the blues are always times one the yellows and the yellows the reds and the purples are times two and the greens three. yes I believe you are correct in that. So that's the blues. Yep. How do the yellows work, James? So the yellows, or the merchants, uh, don't like competition. Shops. Yes. (laughs) So they must be kept separate from each other. So if you get any yellow tiles touching, they don't score. Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And again, they are scored by the amount of them you've got, times by the yellow plazas that you have in your city. Purple. If memory serves correctly, because James has the uh, has the rule book, purple only scores if it is completely surrounded because it is indeed a temple. Yep. And they like to be in the center. In the center of things, you know, spreading their word. Yes, indeed. Reds or the barrackses uh, keep watch over your city's borders. So unsurprisingly, they only score if they're on the edge of your city. And the final one is the greens or the gardens, which can go anywhere. Yeah, because <laughs> greenery is good. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter where you put greenery, everyone likes greenery. Okay, so that sounds fairly simple. Fairly simple requirements. Yes. You know, for the, each district, times by the number of stars on the plazas that you're putting down. There is an added layer of complexity to this, though, isn't there, Jason? Because you can not only build out. Yes, you, you can, can build go up. up. Yes. Now, I actually like the way that this works because... Obviously, there there are certain. I, I don't even know what shape these tiles are, so I apologise for this. But it's sort of a three pronged thing. I, I can tell you exactly what they're, they're they're hexagons, but three hexagons together. Yeah, like super glued together in the middle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Perfect. So you can sort of get a rough idea of how things work. So they all slot together, and as long and on the base layer, as long as one edge is touching another tile, that's a legal placement. If you want to go up. James, there are a couple of things that you have to do. The first is they have to be placed completely over tiles. You can't have an overhanging tile. And the second requirement is that they have to spread over at least two tiles. So you can't basically place one tile down and then just keep stacking it. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. Which is pretty cool because yeah. it's, again, it's it's this whole puzzling it's puzzling. But as someone who has been to uh, places like Athens, when you get a, when you get to round twelve and you've got that multi-layered city going on, it really does remind me of pictures of those ancient cities where mm. they're on tiers and yeah, Athens especially with the Parthenon on top of the big hill and the city kind of around it. It's it does give off that feel. Yeah. Is it really bad that I'm just automatically thinking of a retheme and thinking Minas Tirith? <laughs> New goal in the game, Jason. <laughs> Create Minas Tirith. Uh- but yeah, that's really cool. And the reason you'd want to go up is because anything on a higher level 
scores double. Yep. So on the bottom, they're worth one point each, or the value of one, because nothing's worth anything without those multipliers. But their value of one is double to a two. Yep. And three and, and four, if you somehow manage to get to level four, I don't know if that's possible, but it does quite clearly state level three, so clearly that's doable. I don't personally do it, however, my partner did in one of the games that we played, so it can indeed be done that's pretty much everything there is to the game like we've basically just given an entire how to play james yes we have it's that simple it really is so with all these things going on because we're all rival architects here is there any player interaction in the game that you have seen um i wouldn't say there's player interaction built into it obviously there's drafting so yes it is possible to hate draft one thing we haven't mentioned is how you get stone. Indeed. Very good point, James. So how do you get stone? So some of the tiles will have quarries on them, which are white tiles. And to get stone, you have to cover them. Yep. So, so that, that, build on top of them. That immediately encourages you to go to level two yep. because you have to get stone at some point. And you get the amount of stone for the amount of quarries you've come, yep. covered. So you're going to get maximum of three stone. So, I mean, technically... You can go through the whole game without getting any stone and just build all on one level. There's nothing wrong with doing that. That's a very and just well, and just take the free tile. But yeah, that's the point. Is once you're out of stone, you are forced to take that free tile, which may or may not be one something you want, and it may actually end up being a hindrance and get in the way of your maybe plan. Yeah, because you can plan in this game, but it's it's one of the first things I would say is this game is for me a bit of a luck fest it's a bit of a luck fest i i found i didn't start to plan probably until the third stack it's like i'm gonna see how the initial city develops and what i get and then start targeting tiles i'm starting to wonder whether you can read my uh my tablet in the reflection of my glasses james because <laughs> that is exactly what i was about to say the third or fourth turn yeah. The third or fourth stack is where I start looking and going, right, now I've got a lay a lay of the land. I can see roughly what's out, where my board is taking me, and I can see where the board is taking other players. What tile should I go for where I'm not going to be constantly fighting? Yeah, and there is that aspect, as you mentioned, that on the help card, it, it does tell you how many of each color tile yeah. is in. So if you see, like, I think green is the rarest because with that times three modifier they can score high yes so if you've noticed a load of greens come out early and they've already gone it's like well there's a tile there with a times three green plaza on it but three of the garden tiles have already are already out yeah now i might if one player's got it hate draft it to stop them getting the the big thing but it's not really going to benefit me because most of the green tiles are already on the table and the good i mean the other thing is yeah you can look at other people's board but there's never really a real judge of you know where the points stand like that throughout the last game we played yesterday you thought i'd run away with i it. thought you'd run away with it yeah actually in reality you came last i did and it just it didn't make any sense because you got some really high scoring areas but it was almost as if you put all of your eggs in one basket i, for had, that particular gone, I, I went for blue and blue yeah uh, whereas i was sort of working on a if memory serves i had a, a purple and a, and a red yeah you did really well i actually in the back of my mind while you and layla were going oh he's run away with this run away with this i was looking at the amount of purples you'd managed to surround and going you've got at least two districts there they're times so that's they're timesing by four yeah because you've got at least two plazas that i can sort of see plus all those mingling yellows and reds yeah 
I don't think I have run away. My, my but, point is really came at the end because that's when I started targeting the plazas. Yeah, but my housing district was a wonder to behold and you would want to live there. I mean, it is kind of a shame we weren't playing the uh, the variation of this game because you yeah. would have got quite to, a bit more for that. Times two, I think, is the... Uh, where Where is the variation? Yeah, there, there, there are times... It's times two on most of them, but I, I'm, yeah, times I two, haven't read into it properly, so that might be times two for the tiles rather than the overall thing. It's time you times two the, uh, the score yeah. by the look of it. Well, we definitely have to look into that, but that, yeah. that's dirty if that is the case. Yeah. But. If, if you're... Oh, no. Yeah, if your group of houses, housing districts has a value of 10 or more, its points are doubled. Nice. Before you times it with the plazas. So nice. if you've got 10 houses... Yeah, you've actually got twenty houses. I mean, that's if they're all on one level. Yeah, because you know, as we said, if you start stacking them, you might have maybe two of them on level two, which are worth double anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, some of these are quite interesting. You know, if you the blue is if you get if your houses value ten or more, the markets is quite if you if your market district is adjacent to a market plaza, its points are doubled. That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, the barracks one is quite hard actually. I think uh, if your barracks has three or four empty spaces adjacent to it, yeah, your points are doubled. Uh, the temple, if your temple is built on a higher level, points are doubled. So it has to be the single high tile, yeah, surrounded by low ones. And the gardens, if your garden is adjacent to a lake, nice. Those are pretty good. Good variation to the play there as well. Yep. Let's talk about strategy, James, because I've I've stated I think this is a bit of a luck fest, but there is a little bit of strategy involved in this because you are puzzling things out of, do I want to go all for blues? Do I want to go for a mixture of all of the different ones and stuff like that? But the luck element is just, I, I think we're far more on the, the, yeah, if we're on the tipping fence, I think we're far more in the back garden of luck. Yeah. So would you uh, would you say that if you had to pick a a, a garden to go in, this isn't the luck, or yeah, would you say yeah. there's more strategy? No, the, the, ultimately it's luck because the draft can really mess you up if you make a plan early. With the variations to gameplay, James, there's lots of replayability. I think within the game, is there anything else you want to talk about in the gameplay aspects before we move on to our final thoughts and who we'd recommend it for? But I think we've literally covered everything about this game. Yeah. Before we do move on, the one thing I do want to talk about for the end of game, and this isn't really something to do with the game, but it's a little mention about the score pad. I love how this thing is laid out. I know I was doing it yesterday, James, but how easy when someone is scoring is that to actually do? Because you're saying, I can go to you and go, right, James, how many blue areas have you got? Yeah. Cool. I write that down. Then it says times by how many plazas? Yep. I write that down. Then there's a box underneath for the arithmetic of that. So for someone who doesn't sit there with a calculator adding up and then adding them on the calculator and all that kind of stuff, it's a nice breakdown that you can then easily add up. Yep. I will notice that you've done it the wrong way around consistently because they are also shaped stars and districts. They are, yeah. I I was terrible with that. (laughs) And I suppose it is worth mentioning as well, you also get a point per stone you have left over at the end of the game. You do indeed. So you could just hold them for for extra points if you really wanted to but yes anyway that is scoring that is the game very very simple game very very easy james final thoughts on acropolis who would you recommend it for and is it value for money so um final thoughts on acropolis this is to me a surprisingly addictive game that i have very much enjoyed 
It is deceptively thinky. It looks very simple from the outset, but when you're actually trying to work out exactly where you're going to place that tile, as Jason said, it is open to analysis paralysis, but on the whole, I think it's the right level of thinky. Yeah, I don't... Um, while there is a, an element of analysis paralysis to be prone within the game, I think there's not too much to think about. Yeah. You know, even in a four-player game, at the worst case scenario, you're talking six tiles to choose from. The likelihood that you've got enough stone to even be in contention of all six is minimal. Yep. So it's actually going to be less than that. And each of those tiles have a maximum of three sides to them. Yeah. So most of it, I've, I found that most of the thinkiness didn't actually come from picking the tile. It came from trying to fit it into the city because mm. it is grid, like grid placement. It's a, the good yeah. side of that, though, is because once you've taken that tile, it's then not going to affect their play. Yeah. So you can be thinking while play continues. Yes. The downside is you're then not able to think ahead of your, for your next time. But yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, there is that. I would definitely, I would recommend this for all levels of play. Yep. You know, it, as we've, we've mentioned, it is a great gateway game. Mm -hmm. uh, but more advanced players, I think, would also enjoy this for its level of thinkiness. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is going to be in my game bag for tomorrow evening, which I'm sure will probably make you pretty happy with that one. Yep. Um, for me, yep, echo everything you said. It's a very thinky puzzle game, I guess. I would say most of my thinking comes from once I've taken the tile, is like, where is best going to suit me? How is it going to maximise my points? Is it going to maximise my points if I do this? Or should I play the longer game with something else? You know, I think the age rating on the game is spot on. Eight plus. Fantastic. Two to four players. Every single level I've played this at was spot on. Absolutely amazing. Um, I got it slightly wrong in the in the starting. I think I said 30 minute gameplay. It's actually 25 minute gameplay. I still think that that's an overestimation. I think... 20 minutes mm. you could get a game of this in especially at that two-player count um i'm sure we're probably going to find that out in a minute when we inevitably have another game indeed but yep i would recommend this for pretty much anyone as i said this has now gone into my pile of games that i break out for new gamers the next time i run a full-on intro to gaming night this will be one of the games set up on the table i think it's great i think it's great value for money the, the component quality is absolutely outstanding i've seen expensive games that have had poorer quality components than this i mean there's a lot of tiles in there and to be that thick that can't have been cheap yeah one thing that i am going to bring up very 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 briefly here that i have marked the game down a little for with my meeple rating is i spoke to a few people that have had an issue with the game and the issue stems from the fact that everything in this game is color coordinated yes there is no distinguishing fact factors on those tiles other than very very minimal or subtle building pictures yeah that distinguish what things are I mean, other than those colors so colorblind yeah col uh, colorblind players have be a been problem. struggling i mean the pictures on the district are different but you would have to physically pick the tile up and actually concentrate exactly. on it to see it and that's what i've had is in most circumstances they've really struggled in certain circumstances they've actually had to ask the assistance of other players yeah which i think that's a massive oversight the fact that they haven't done something to at least make them a little bit more distinctive for those that do suffer from colorblindness. So I will say at this point, if you suffer from colorblindness, I'm not sure I would recommend, I would recommend this, this game, game to you. No. Unfortunately, I really wish yeah. it was different. It is. I mean, the only standout one you'll be able to tell is the park. <clears throat> 
yeah. because it, the picture is vastly different. Yeah, it's very, very different. But everything else is very, very similar. It's totally dependent on the color overlay that's over those pictures. And unfortunately, that has made this game, in my opinion, totally useless for anybody who suffers from colorblindness. So my apologies for that. It is a shame because, in all honesty, this game is amazing. The quality is amazing. The value for money is amazing. I'm coming in at an 8.5 out of 10 for this one, James, because other than that, I can't fault this game. Yep. I'm going to come in at an 8, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's a brilliant game. Nice. We're well and above average. Yep. We are well and above or well into the area of we would play this game anytime anybody wanted to suggest it. I'm not sure if somebody said every game night that no. they wanted to play, that'd be too much. They, you know, I, I would tire of it quickly. However, I'm, if this game came out once a month, I'd have no problem. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I don't think even if I rated a game a 10, I wouldn't want to play it every week. No. Well, there you go. 8.5 for me. 8 out of 10 for James. That's Acropolis. Fantastic little game. Really enjoyed it. We need to get Paul to play this. Hopefully, he'll come down to a game night soon. Indeed. And we'll, uh, we'll get him to play it. Thank you guys for joining us once again for another Game Highlight episode. This week, talking about Acropolis, a game that I've been really looking forward to getting to the table with you, James, ever since I first played it at one of Paul's games days. This game hit the market around UK Games Expo time, and I didn't see it, which I'm kind of gutted about because... I reckon I would have bought it. Was it at Expo? Apparently it was. Apparently it was. I was. I was. Been... And you missed it. I did. Clearly, it wasn't. Uh, well, it just didn't get into my my field of view. Should we say? Or maybe they sold out before I got to those stands. I don't know. But it seems like fate was to be that it would come to me eventually, and it has. How did you enjoy this one, James? Very much, Jason. Very much. Good. Good. I, I had a feeling you would. It's We don't actually... I think this is probably the first city builder that we've got in my collection. I think it is, actually. Um, it's not the first city builder I've played, but it is definitely, from what I can see, the only city builder I currently have in my collection. So, good signs there. Yes. Always good to add a new genre. It is. It is indeed. I, I think we should uh, try a few more of them. Indeed. But yes. Which, I'm actually surprised we haven't considering you and I are big fans of computer-based games like City Skylines and other similar city builders, Mm. I'm actually surprised we don't play more city-building board games. Well, at one point, I did have the City Skylines board game. I never got it to the table uh, before selling it because I just never got it to the table. However, I do know the person that owns that game, so we can still play that at some point. I will probably play it and then immediately regret selling it. But who knows? Shall we head off and play another game, James? Let's do it. I actually feel in the mood to play another game of this, so I think we're going to do that. Indeed. Till next week, guys. I have been Jason. And I've been James. And you've been listening to the two most ill podcasters in the board gaming sphere this current week. Join us next week for more tabletop gaming goodness. Ta-ta. Goodbye.